that I'm sleep deprived um, mm. but uh, Jack I guess this next episode this topic this time um, I'm curious about like that moment or feeling we might have touched on this before but like whenever your interest is less than the person that you're mm. dating right because last time we talked about needing active interest in me mm -hmm. and you're asking when I realize I only have passive interest in the other person and how to handle yeah. that yeah so the flip side of the coin right let's flip the script baby <laughs> um so i do not live my life with many regrets the biggest regret of my entire life which is um portrayed a version of it is portrayed in season two of history was dating someone well past the point of me realizing that it wasn't going to be a long-term thing right because i liked that they liked me oh that is one of the biggest regrets of my life yeah i really liked that and i really liked that guy mm -hmm. he was a sweetheart i would have loved to have kept him in my life mm -hmm. and honestly it was just it was honestly just a sexual thing yeah we had good sex but he was the total bottom and I was the total top. And it just, I, I investigated whether, I was questioning at that time. I was like, is that something, you know, I've always said no, that like I'm the bottom, but like maybe I'm wrong because I do enjoy it. So like, let's try it. But I, I let it, I knew, I don't know, six dates before it actually ended that like, it was, I wasn't going to be able to like, that I, that I needed to get fucked regularly. <laughs> like, Wait, six dates, is that like a month worth of time? Or like I mean, yeah, we were hanging out like once a week at least. Okay, so like, a and month it was and a half almost. Super active. Like we were we were constantly hanging out and making out and having sex and going out to dinner and hand holdy. And yeah. like it was and the whole time I was suppressing that thing in my head that was like, Jack, you know this is has an expiration date because you know you're not gonna be able to continue this. You're just you just like how he makes you feel. Mm. And I do not do that anymore because I felt horrible yeah. when I eventually ended it and the look of his face and he screamed at me. He oh. was cause, and he was he was right. He was right to scream at me. He was like like it was literally I was like, "Hey, so we have to talk about something." And in his eyes, he thought I was going to ask him to be his boyfriend. And I broke Fucking up. Fucking been there. And he was like, "I've been there." What? I fully have been there. And he 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 was furious and yeah. he never spoke to me again. I, yeah. And he was right to do so. I, I, I was in the wrong. So to answer your question, yeah. and then please tell your story. Sure. Um, the second that I realize this isn't going to be a long-term thing or my interest in you is less than your interest, my interest has moved from active to passive and yours is still active, mm -hmm. within one, two meets, uh, if it's super early, like we've only gone out once or twice, it may be like a call. Sure. If we've gone out for a couple months... Like, it's like, okay, face we're scheduling face. a dinner, like something. I'll make it so that you're not coming all the way to me or I'm not, you know, I'll go all the way to you oh and we'll meet God, halfway. Yeah. Like, I'm not bringing you all the way here just to dump you. God, coordinating you know? breakups. And then, you know, I'll go and, and I'll, I'll just in, in person. So many memories. The talk. Yeah. And I'm having one of those talks tonight. Really? <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. Great that, guy. Right. Just, there's something missing. Yeah. I think you kind of mentioned a little bit of that earlier, which is why I wanted to like mm -hmm. prod into this topic mm -hmm. i my experience with it like first couple boy well first i literally had two boyfriends in georgia first two boyfriends and then kind of first couple dates or whatever in new york I, simultaneously or no consecutively oh my god georgia boy that was like before new york changed me um <laughs> new york changed you <laughs> but i um I definitely stayed in those relationships uh, longer mm -hmm. than I should have because it was a little bit of like playing house and experimenting and seeing what it meant to even have a boyfriend and also mm -hmm. seeing like, oh, maybe whenever you stop loving each other, you stay together because that's what married couples do. Oh, like, you know, God. it's a bit of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, 
in wondering like, oh, does the feeling come back or whatever? Or maybe it's just like having someone in your corner is really what everyone's signing up for more than it is to have like excitement every day or right. whatever, you know? Like I didn't know. And I guess it's like normal to try and learn whenever you're new to dating. And, but it did train me to get better at kind of clocking whenever I was stringing someone along because I did it twice, I will say. I think mm-hmm. like both of the Georgia relationships, I think I knew earlier than I broke up with them. And in New York, I think, uh, well, for one thing, it was only, I never had a boyfriend up until recently. So now it's everyone that I would date it. I, I knew kind of when to, you know, fade out, fizzle out or like have a conversation or whatever. But one in particular was, uh, I had gotten broken up with a couple times in a row with guys that I was really into and guys mm-hmm. that were kind of like mysterious maybe, or had some allure to them that was like sexy, but you know, not like, um, I don't know, not, it was not about my security with them. It was about them being interesting and alluring, but not like into me. And then I had a guy who was very into me and I didn't feel like the, the fizzy feeling after a while. Like I didn't feel excited or like fireworky about it. Right, right, right. But he was wonderful. He was hot. He, I mean, is still all these things. He's hot. He's like uh, so sweet, so like affectionate and checked so many boxes, but I didn't, you know, I don't know. I also thought that maybe his attraction to me scared me. Like maybe like, oh, maybe this isn't what I want right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm not ready for this right now or something. And so I, you know, I let that kind of fall to the wayside. I also don't like how I handled that one because I kind of wished it was a conversation, but he was also really busy in his life. So it kind of, I just allowed him to kind of like, pick everything else and maybe let that send the message of like, no, 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 you should pay attention to that. I'm going to be over there, but you should pay attention to that. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, anyway. He jingled some keys. and <laughs> Yeah. But the weird thing that it did make me think, though, is like I had a complex about it. I was like, okay, so I, it's, I get hung up over the people who say no to me. Mm-hmm. And then I get someone who says yes to me and I'm not about it. Right. And I was like, okay, so what if this is really who I am? What if I am a person who just wants the chase and wants to get fucked up by some dreamy, Mm -hmm. mysterious, like dark, you know, person who is just all, you know, sexy and cool, but not actually, what if that's what I want? What if I just want to be... chase the rejection. Yeah. Mm. You know, what if it's like that character on TV who's always like in a dramatic relationship or whatever? What if that's like, what if there's something there for me specifically? And I... I don't know. I even, like, tried to romanticize that for myself. Like, yeah, yeah, go throw yourself in the next, like, intense fling that you want or whatever. And I don't know. It's, like... Can I ask a personal question? Yeah, go for it. Are there any parallels to you um, seeking the attention and affection of someone at arm's length to your relationship with your parents? Uh, Oh, interesting. Sometimes there's a theory that, at times, we try to recreate our childhood circumstances because... It's our pattern for love. Mm-hmm. So we 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 think we're chasing love, but we're actually chasing familiarity. As in, uh, so I was just curious. Like, where would the parallel be? So, like, it like I I, I, right. I don't know. Right. So I'm, I'm just hypothesizing. But like, did your was your father sort of a standoff, cagey person who like didn't like who you sort of had to like get to pay attention to you or get to bring out of their shell? Like, was there that kind of figure in your your life? No, not really. My uh-huh. dad loved being a dad. He well, res- fuck my drag. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my dad resented the fact that he had a job because he missed out on stuff. Like, mm. he wanted to be involved. Interesting. And uh, my mom was a stay-at-home mother, so she was so heavily involved oh. that I think... Oh, I think she loved it as well, but she took it, like a, she took it seriously as a job, too. Right. So she, you know... She, okay. So that's I, not for you. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, curious. I, I still don't know what it is about kind of like, I don't know. Um, and now I'm looking, it's more in retrospect because mm-hmm. yeah. my new situation is also defying all of those experiences. <sighs> yes, JJ. I know. I can't not. What do I do? What do I do? <laughs> what, 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 what? 
I'm just teasing. I don't, I don't, this <laughs> I don't doesn't know what affect to do me. about it. Though. I just think it's a good comedy. I know, uh, <laughs> but I, I can hear it too. I hear myself winding up. It's also like whenever. Well, you're it's new and it's exciting, and you should be excited. Listen, whenever I we started doing this podcast too, and I was telling my friends about it, my closest friend Brian was always like, "Do you have a podcast, by the way?" Oh, by the way, you guys, did you hear he has a podcast? Like all the fucking time, because I was like, "Oh my gosh, you guys on the podcast, we talk right. about this thing." Uh, anyway, the, the three things uh, people who who have have and they don't and, up and about they it. don't show up about it podcast crossfit boyfriend, boyfriend. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so what if what if so i need a boyfriend mm-hmm. i need a boyfriend who's a crossfitting podcast host. oh my god <laughs> so that's all we talk about yeah forever. it's like a venn diagram that becomes a circle mm. anyway and that circle is my home yeah and there's never mind Hello. um so what was our topic our topic was like uh, whenever people are more into you are more into me. Yes. So so when I yes when I discover that I'm and and so I and that's the reason why I only am only interested in people with active interest because I project myself mm-hmm. onto the other person in the opposite circumstance. I project. I'm like, oh, well, he's just not that. Like when I move to passive interest and I'm not making plans and this and that. What's my motivation when I'm that person? My motivation when I'm that person is the guy's nice and I enjoy the attention. I enjoy hanging out. I just know it's not like a long-term thing. So I'm like, oh, so that's what he thinks. Like I put myself – like yeah. when, when I'm getting that energy from someone else, I'm like, oh, well, he I, – I know what I feel when right. I'm doing that. So that's obviously what he's feeling. So sure. we don't need this. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, leading someone on mm-hmm. is something I am – super diligent yeah. about not doing which honestly also impacts like why i'm very reticent to have like true not not friends with benefits but like true friends hmm. that i have sex with because this music video guy he surrounds his entire circle of people around him yeah are people who desperately want not to just have sex with him but to be his boyfriend mm. and he doesn't say yes say no and he sort of keeps that sort of dynamic of well maybe one day like as a quite he won't say it but he like keeps it as a possibility and so like all of his flirt he's a flirt but to me it's highly manipulative because you're he gets things from these people like this person has this asset and this person has this asset for his like career so he like and he do you think it's conscious though no, I don't think he's Machiavellian. I don't think he's like. I think it's, he he knows his value as a mask presenting cis white muscular top, and Word. he he knows that that's that's um that's a commodity. Yeah, that's uh that's something he can everyone's got to taste barter sometimes. with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, I just find it gross. So I I Not I was almost pulled into that circle, and then I saw it, and I was like, mm, uh, nah, uh, no one right. I'm out. Um, but um. Anyway, so so that is why I'm very reticent to have like true like friends because I would f- I would feel hard I would feel gross and icky inside if I for a second thought mm-hmm. they were like hanging around because like well maybe and like we're friends and we're having sex and like well maybe something will happen at some point right. and it's like if I feel like you think that I gotta like shut it down because yeah. it makes me feel gross to think that I'm I'm allowing something that I know to be false to to you know, for you to think that. Let me and, and hold on, hold that. Was it um, hold a torch? Right, right, right. Makes I think sometimes it's, sometimes it's clear and obvious. But if I circle back to like me rationalizing, um, you know, moments of not fireworks, you know, like whenever it doesn't. I was in a year and a half long relationship, and it didn't. There was plenty of reasons why it wasn't working. But I also, like, circling back to the thing that I said about parent, I didn't say about parents, but about, like, when you're a child and you see married couples that aren't happy and you're like, Mm. oh, it's like, I don't know. Like, in my brain still, I'm wondering, like, what is, is there a compromise where it's just, like, you, to be, like, super in love all the time forever does sound like a crazy unrealistic goal sometimes, but, like, where's the line of, like, oh, I, like, I know married couples that, like, seem to, you know, tolerate each other. And then they, they're they in love here and there. Like, it's like... Right. Well, there's I, there's got to be a natural ebb and flow. You know, I was actually yeah. just thinking this when we were talking about this earlier, which is that in my next relationship, something I want to do, and I, I'll have to talk to this person about because they might be vehemently against it. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think every couple of months we should, like, actively 
not see each other for a few weeks, so we miss each other. Like, yeah. keep stoking the fire. Yeah. Like, we should find opportunities to not see each other for a little bit so that when we come together, because just to keep that alive, I think it's work to keep that alive. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the couples we saw when we were growing up, you know, there was a much heavier stigma against, you know, divorce and and... You know, there was a much heavier stigma against any openness sexually or any polyamory or right. anything like that that we don't exist with now. So, or, or is much less now. So I feel like people have more tools in their tool belt mm-hmm. to stay yeah. together that's and like, be happy. Well, that's exactly right. Tools in their tool belt and happy. So that's the name of a book that I, I kind of read. It's super thick. It's uh, also it's nonfiction. So I get to pick it up whenever I want to and mm-hmm. reference it. But it's called Happy by Darren Brown. And it's really based in stoicism, like the uh, philosophy and practices he talks about. Mm -hmm. One of them being like, just remember everything is temporary. Mm -hmm. And that's a way to value your relationships and time with people. Right. And uh, like, even if it's, you know, a marriage, even if it's a promise of forever, that's we're all writing blank checks when we promise forever because we're all going to die. But like we go in with our best intention. Yeah, of course. But like, um, yeah, I don't know. I it's like heavy to think about maybe maybe it's like super deep to be like well i guess my time with everyone's temporary so how does that make me feel about them very marie kondo too like does, does it this... bring you joy yeah does it bring me joy am i yeah. done with it so that's so so that's what i'd like to do with my next partner is every every six months i'm gonna pick them up i'm gonna shake them and be like, <laughs> do you bring me joy yeah and if not i'll throw them in the trash there you go i mean <laughs> well let's go uh, sort through our current relationships to see what brings us joy and we'll be back to swipe after this break All right, you still haven't found me love yet, JJ. Listen. You've been on the case for exactly two hours. What is taking so long? Patience is a virtue. You know another thing we could do if you wanted to? Tell me about it. Instead of swiping. You said something to me yesterday that we'd never followed up on. You thought I was different. What do you mean? You said I had a different energy. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, 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 oh. I could tap into that. You want to talk about that? Yes. Checking the clock. Okay. Okay. We're 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 rehashing the session. So I I said what did I say it like that? I, I, I was we were talking about how I'm about to go up to full dosage on my new mental uh, health medication. Mm-hmm. I've been we went last time we talked I was at quarter. I'm now at half, and so we're about to. And I'm going to give up drinking that week and just like not fuck just see how it feels and not fuck with it because yeah. it's it's a double. Now I'm getting double the dose. And you remarked that you thought you have already seen some level of change in me. And I was like, really? Mm -hmm. Uh, Explain that to me. Because I feel a little different, but I want to hear it from the outside. Okay. I, uh, you know, I'm going to try my best to articulate it because it's sort of a, it's more of a feeling. I'm an empath. Um, (laughs) I'm an empath. Is someone horny in here? Is someone horny? I'm an empath. Um, There's a 60% chance someone has an erection. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's, it was, um, I walked in and, you know, we did our greeting and I want to just compare it to other moments because I'm saying there's a difference. So direct comparison. I don't know. It's some at like my impression was like, you know, not like I didn't, it's not that I thought you had low energy. It's Mm -hmm. that I thought like there wasn't like a, urgent kind of um there wasn't a stress there wasn't like an urgent stress about mm. you you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's you know i was 40 like 45 minutes late yesterday and i was kicking my own ass for my own reasons for that like mm-hmm. that's annoying but i was met with zen and jack was just like not that you're you know i don't think you would have reamed me for it before or whatever i've had a couple sarcastic remarks yeah sure 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 but or i might be a little flustered like, oh, we gotta do this no right. but i was yeah. met with like a lot of zen and it's partially i guess maybe in the actions but i really think it was mostly in like a feeling that i had when i walked in like there's just a i don't know there's a little i want to use the word grounded like i just mm. felt like you just kind of um you know, you know that the stakes are what they are and we're going to do our best with that and la la la. Like, like that's, you know. I, before meds, mm-hmm. I had been trying to get to a place just, just generally of like, there are things that I can control. There are things that I can't control. Yeah. And uh, uh, none of it is a personal judgment on me. Right. But things go wrong. The, the universe is not attacking me personally. Right. And um, um, 
I have proven time and time and time again through much worse things than a person being late that uh, I can handle whatever this fucking world throws at me. Yeah. And I can. I'm extremely Ooh. resilient. And I can. So so I have kind of like a, you know, bring it the fuck on. Yes. I'll figure it the fuck out. You know, I had that feeling uh, recently. So I, you know, I have a new day job and it mm -hmm. is kind of intimidating. It's a very high, fast paced, high stress kind of um, situation. I don't ever reach a 10, not at my goddamn day job. Like mm. there's nothing that Why can happen. Why do I care about, yeah, what? There's I shouldn't care about this enough. Nothing at a day job that will ever put me at a 10 ever. No. I, and someone kind of like, uh, my, my GM was like, I like that you're just kind of like ready. You're like, you just at least have the attitude of like, you're going to like participate in, you know, like you're not timid at all right. here. I'm like, there's nothing here to be timid about. Like we just survived a pandemic. Why am I afraid of stakes? Like we are fine. Right. Like right. it's okay. And I don't know. It's, I can also imagine like I had low energy the other day and I was like, maybe this is going to read as I don't care. Like I'm afraid it'll read that I don't care mm -hmm. enough maybe. Mm -hmm. But the truth of it is I'm just like physically tired today. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway, I just, yeah. but what you're saying is like this attitude of like, there's stuff I can't control and I'm just going to do my best with what I got. And like, it's going to be fine. There's sort of two other things I've noticed that are now going on that seem new, mm -hmm. which are there's only one thought in my mind at a time. As Love opposed to that. 10. Okay. okay. As opposed to, I'm having a conversation with you, but I'm also looking at this because I got to take care of this and shit, this is happening the next week and I haven't done enough for this. Yes. Uh, it's one at a time. That is the, it's one at a time. I had. It's very quiet up here right now. Listen, I, I, that's what I'm feeling from you. Like, I feel like this urgency, there's not like a multi-directional urgency of yeah. like and my, my, except for that one, the first day, which I already talked to you about, except for that first like day or two, right. I haven't like lost ambition or drive. Right. And I'm and also the thing I'm noticing is, however, I have been kinder to myself and like, today's the day I just need to binge Canada's Drag Race. Love that's it. Fine. I, that's what, this is what I need today. This and is, I'm going to do that for myself because this is a marathon, not a sprint. Just talking about chemicals on the brain, mm. this sounds a lot like the journey that I went on uh, when I started smoking a bunch of weed during shutdown. Right. I and have described it to people as I hear one voice at a time whenever I'm smoking. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I remember trying to explain it to someone and talking about how I'd wake up and be like, you should clean your room, mm -hmm. but you're hungry, so go make eggs. But, yeah. oh, you don't have toothpaste right now, so that's gross. Right. And the bathroom's dirty. You're going to want to clean that today, too. And then I'd stay in bed, bed all day. And, like, I remember crying over, like, trying to make eggs. Okay, well, this sounds like clinical depression. <laughs> well, it was, it was shut down. It was pandemic depression. Right, 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 right. Yeah, right. No, and I had that, sincerely. And it was, you know, it was... That doesn't sound like a healthy zen. That sounds like well, what I'm saying end is of the that world. That was pre-weed. That was, like, before I was, like, right, finding right, right, a right, regiment right. where I could wake and bake. And then right. one voice at a time, it would be, like, eggs. Do that first. Eggs. It always goes back... Is this before or after you were treating your hole with it? <laughs> <laughs> I, oh my god! I, I I've never eaten eggs with you. <laughs> I don't know where there is those Jesus eggs in. Right. If you don't know what we're talking about, you need to go back through our back catalog. You know. I think the episode is called "JJ Can Butt Chug an Egg." Butt chug it. Come on. Um. Um. Yeah. It's one thought at a time. It's kinder to myself and taking time off when I need it. But yeah. it hasn't hampered like I'm still getting all the shit I want to get done done. Right. Yeah. But it also comes with it's also you know a level of confidence of like like I mentioned like I will get it done. I'm me. It's fine. I will get right. It done. I can handle this. You know that's so. <gasps> um. And then the other thing is the one voice at the time. Oh, I had another thing that seems different. Oh, I have not had. At all mm -hmm. since I started any suicidal ideation, mm. uh, which was coming up frequently, mm. and and what that is to anybody who doesn't, it's not like a it's not like attempt or plan or this and that, but it's like the random thought of like you should like I don't want to do this anymore or yeah. um, um, everything is bad and so like it's like the and so maybe I should just end it. Yeah. It's like the 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 thought becomes like a that's an option. Not like a, I plan to do it, but like a, this is now on the table as a potential option in my my things of option. Mm -hmm. So w I think the medication has cut. I still – I got real angry at somebody the other day and popped off. I, I still get angry. I still get happy. I still get sad. All of those are still available to me but and feel normal, but it's – it never goes, and thus – Oh, my gosh. And so I should, yeah. you know, step in front of this bus. Like, 
that isn't there anymore. Oh my god! So it stops at yeah. this person's pissing me the fuck off, and I'm gonna do everything I can not to tear their head off. Yeah, yeah. And there's more life to live. Right, there's more life to live, and not. And this person is doing this to you because no one respects you and no one likes you, uh, and they think you're shit because you no one's ever wanted you here. So why are you still here? Wow, that's not there anymore. That used to be there. All yeah, the yeah. That's that's mind blowing, and it, it you know I can relate in. It makes me think about like how my worldview changed and my confidence changed with like financial security because it also like the confidence that things will work out. People were telling me like, oh, it'll work out. You'll figure it out. You'll yeah, find money. Th- there's something so infuriating about that when you're at – when someone says that to you at your lowest. Yes. And you're like, well, are you going to assist in yeah. this? Or are you just like, thank you for your thoughts and prayers. Thank you so much. I'm going to turn a corner and be happy. Like that's <laughs> how this I know it. fucking Don't ever out. say that to someone. No. And it's – well, the other thing that, that freaks me out about and what I want to do more like kind of exploring and maybe writing about is that the same advice uh, that you give to someone to, to pursue their dreams is the same advice you give to someone to pursue their failure. Right. I like that. Isn't that... It's terrifying, but it's true. Yes. It's true. I... 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 Yes. That level of it will work out. It will. Like, it will. It may not work out as you expect it to. It may not work out as quickly. But um, it seems to... Um, the, the, the thing that I always remember when I gave that advice to somebody... Someone, there was a friend of mine that was really panicking when we were about to take the bar exam. Mm-hmm. And I think it was, I think the, the the rate of bar passage in New York is something like, it's like only like 60%. So 40% will fail. Yikes. And it's graded on, a, gra- uh, graded on a curve. So like 40% will fail. Whoa. It doesn't matter how well everyone does. The bottom 40% fails. Yeah. And has to take it again. Jesus. They only take the top 60%. And she was freaking out. She was freaking out. I didn't say enough. And this and that. And she studied enough. And she was fine. And I finally turned to her and I said, have you ever been in the bottom 40% of anything in your life? No. And she was like, no. I'm like, so you're not going to be in this either. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. Like fine. you've built up the personality now, to do this, right? Now, if you are someone who like has been constantly getting D's and F's through school and like this and that, then yeah, I'd be worried. Right. But like right. you, you're, you're a solid B plus, A minus student. Mm-hmm. You did the work. You're fine. You'll be fine. It's, I mean, yeah, but it's also like, what if this is the one time that shatters your record? Like, you know, things like that. Then do... you'll take it again. It's yeah, fine. exactly, exactly. Now, like the, now, that could not have been said to me at that time. At that time, it was like, I'm going to take it again. No, it's all over. Right. Uh, uh, I'm going to sell fruit on the side of the street. Yeah. I'm going to sell churros to people waiting to get on Queensboro Bridge. Like, yeah. Oh, that's, that's what really, my brain would have thought. 100%. But. Like, I, you know, I was like, what are options? And it was like, move. Like, I was like trying to figure out like... I don't know. It mm. was it was a spooky time, and I'm such in a different spot that now I'm like, oh yeah, shit works out. Like I want right, to give right, that right, dumbass right. advice now because it's oh I'm, I was like, cozy. We during some darker pandemic times, I was real close to, and now maybe I have to escort. Oh, me fucking mm-hmm. too. Sex work was on the table. That was on the I was table like, for a little bit. I was like, okay, so I I have acquaintances that are sex workers. Mm-hmm. How can I ask them for advice without being like a weirdo? That's like, hey, how mm-hmm. do you do the thing? Like I, you know, I was well. Like, you see, you put the dick in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how do you do it? Um, no, I was just like, I was like, how do you do it safely? And how do you do like, what's right, the mood? Right, like, right, I was, right. I wanted a mentor in sex work for a little bit. I've seen that movie. Yeah, <laughs> I watched it a lot. Um, no, but I, yeah, I totally mm-hmm. went there as well. Like, I sex work. I'm like, well, you champion it, and you know that it's not worth disrespecting because you have these values. But are you but, willing to like talk right. the talk and walk the You're walk? Really putting the dick where your mouth is. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was a contemplation, and it's still. I mean, it's not like. It's, I don't know, I'm, it's still like a never say never kind of thing in some ways. Right. Like, who knows what the future holds, but, uh, and I'm not like, I don't think I'm afraid there of it. There is a piece of me, this mm-hmm. is totally off topic, but it, it's related. Yeah. There's a piece of me that kind of wants to make an NC-17 movie. Yes! I would happily do but a, a short bus. real, yes, a real movie with yeah. real stakes and emotional and this and that, not like a loosely narrative porn. No. But like a real fucking movie where people actually fuck. Yeah. I have thought about it. I mean, I don't like... I just do some legal research to see exactly what has to be done. Right. In terms of contracts and, and legality I mean, and all of that. Oh, my God. And absolutely I, like, hire like, like a professional intimacy coordinator and stuff. Oh, for like, sure. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, I do stuff. that now on some... Right. Not a professional one, but like I make sure there's someone on set that like people can... Yeah. I mean, a professional one in that, you know, I don't hire anybody who's like... With the training and the certification. Right, right, right. Sure. But... Um, 
I thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. You know what? It's not really, it's very on the table for me as far as art goes. Like Mm -hmm. I think it's such a weird thing that we're scared of bodies touching each other in front of our eyes. Like there's, you know, I don't know. Like why is the line so arbitrarily drawn and why is it demonizing something pleasurable? Like it's so weird. It's really Um, weird. All right. Well, we're going to take this break. To demonize um, pleasure. To, to write our NC seventeen movie. Ooh, there we go. But um, uh, so the next time we record, JJ, yeah. I will now be at full dosage, and I'm very interested. After spending a couple days together in the next podcast, for you to yeah. tell me yeah. if you're if you're interpreting me yes differently. I love that we have this record. Anyway, play the tape. <laughs> yeah, play the tape. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Today's guest did not provide me with a formal written intro, but I, I have come to know him pretty well over the last few months. So I, I'm i very confident to say that this is the raunchiest gay rapper in New York. Oh. Um, I had to tell him, because I, I go to, I, we perform in the same shows, I book him in my shows, mm-hmm. we're actually about ready to produce a show together at Rock Bar, which we're very excited for, called Bait. Mm. Um, but I I had to tell him, I'm like, you know, when I'm in your audience, sometimes I'm laughing, and, and it's not because I don't think you're great, but it's because you consistently shock me, and my body doesn't know what to do, but yeah. like scream. Ooh. Uh, maybe we'll get him to share some, some of his lyrics, but I, I encourage you to find, he is... Gay Trina with an Eminem vocal styling Whoa. is how I would describe him. Oh. Um, he is also a journalist. He is, does a really great job of like making sure to highlight and promote um, gay artists, especially in the city. Hmm. He's really good at um, uh, coordinating in order to like help us build these showcases because there's there's artists who perform and then there's artists who perform and artists who produce mm-hmm. and this mm-hmm. man produce and he has has the hustle, which is really great for me because I feel like I finally found an equal in that. Nice. Um, he works for Bear World Magazine. We've already talked to Richard yeah. uh, over there and that's how I met Richard was through our guest today, Bryce Quartz. Hello, Bryce. Hello. Uh, I like the introduction. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Did you see Pit Stop this week? Because uh, Monet was like, to Katya, was like, our next guest uh, needs no introduction. And Katya was like, I would still like one, please. <laughs> uh, so welcome, welcome um, to Dying Alone Together. Uh, so we met, when was the first, I think we met at the um, the first meeting of the the queer group that refuses to call itself fam because someone had a problem with it. Right. Yeah. I, I, um, well, I actually like met, I didn't meet you at pop off, but I totally saw you at pop off. and was like, Oh, oh my God, there. dancers, okay. performer, uh-huh. background videos. It was pretty cool. It was a really cool show. I, I, that was a great, that was the show we did at Dixon place. Mm. They weren't very nice to us after, but mm. the show was good. Yeah. It was me, JR, uh, uh, JR Price, former guest of the podcast, yeah. um, scenario. Who's a great, great Brooklyn rapper. Um, and who was the, uh, Marcel, who's going to be a guest on the podcast, yeah. Vegas, who was a guest on the yeah. podcast. Who else? There was another act. Oh, and Mel. Oh, cool. So all my friends, all yeah. the people, everybody podcast who's been on this podcast. Galore. And Ricky Olsen was in the audience. Oh, cool. And I guess Bryce was in the audience too. So, so yeah, it was fun. That was like pre-fam, was whatever. August. Yeah, pre-fam though. Um, so we are getting ready to do, well, you have a lot of opportunity. You have a lot of stuff going on right now. You tell the people all the shit, all the great shit that's been happening to you over the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, well, I moved to New York like nine months ago from North Carolina, and Whoa. now I'm here in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, and that's where I've been based. And yeah, I've 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 honestly just been um, working my ass off and and trying to do as many pop-up shows or shows as I can. Um, I've been recording a song like once a week. I literally have like a hundred songs in my vault right now. But um, yeah, and then. There's a lot of things I can't talk about right now because of contracts right. and stuff, but um, That's I, already I, I'll, I have a meeting tomorrow, actually, that, and then I'll be able to announce some really cool things. But um, yeah, I've just been like the last four days. I'm I'm kind of like I have whiplash from just like working a full time job and doing two shows and then also writing articles and 
um, yeah, I write for Bear World Mag, I write for Homobite, I write for Rock the Pigeon. It's just a lot of fun, fun times all around. But, uh, and I'm sure you're already finding it, but like few people, there are a lot of people who are creative and there are a lot of people who have things they want to say and a lot of people who are extremely talented, but never underestimate the rarity and value and, and high value of the hustle mm. you got the hustle kid and mm. that is going to open a lot of doors for you and i'm very excited and maybe i'll i'll walk through some of those doors with you um figure that stuff out so you've joined us today to talk about um flag for flag a a, a regular segment that we have where we not only say a red flag that we look for when we're out there dating but also uh, admit to a flag that other people should know about us because if you can't flag yourself, how are you going to flag somebody else? Can I get an amen? Amen. So, <laughs> um, now you are in a relationship, question mark? No, um, no. Everyone thinks that I am, you know, I feel like I could take a selfie with a bearded man and people are going to think we're dating and it's just become a fun <laughs> game at this point. But um, <laughs> so at this point, I guess I have like five or six boyfriends. So like, cool. I want to be poly anyway oh. it works out. But um <laughs> But yeah, I I definitely am totally like I'm seeing this one guy and we went on a date last night and it was really, really cute. And I it was unexpected because to be honest with you, being a rapper the way that I rap is is uh, is very polarizing to a lot of people. Like I once I've, I hit on some guy on Growler and I was like, hey, you're really handsome. Like, how are you? And he was like, I hate rap music. And I was like, okay, like I didn't ask you, but whatever. So there's that. And then Ugh. also I have it just for fans and that can be very polarizing. Cause I mean, you can just totally see me getting fucked like on Twitter. So, um, mm-hmm. but this guy came to the show on Thursday that, that we did in, uh, in Queens in Astoria at Albatross. And uh-huh. I didn't know he was coming either. And so for him to just show up, I was like kind of like nervous and, um, ended up really liking it. And he's like, I really, really liked what you did. And um, it was really cool. And he found my my Twitter this week. And so I, I was just nervous he wasn't going to be into me anymore. But he actually is like, well, let's go to get dinner. So it was really, really cute and sweet. And I like him. He's really cute. Hell That's yeah. really nice. I've... I can't wait to see him because, I mean, that there was a it was a enclosed space. So I bet you I've seen this. I mean, I bet you I clocked this person. And I feel like the future is going to be more like lax about all that stuff. Oh, Modesty for culture sure. is going to be in the rear view. I mean, we are just a few years away from our first presidential dick pic. I know. True. Like it's going to happen. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. I know. Um, we have to elect millennials and then we're electing gen, you know, as time goes on. Anyway. Well, let's dive into our flags. We always let our guests go first unless they would like to pass the buck. So would you like to start with either, do you want to start with a flag that you look for in other people or do you want to start with admitting a flag of your own? You pick. I'll, I'll start with a flag of, of other people. I All right. My biggest red flag that I look for in other people is jealousy. I, mm. I hate it and I get that it's like okay sometimes and it's healthy sometimes to be jealous and I will admit that in relationships in the past there have been moments where I had like little bouts of jealousy but like I'll just give a for instance like I I went on a date with this guy here in New York like five months ago and he's really cute really sweet got a nice dick uh, (laughs) great face and you know he took me out to like one of my favorite restaurants and then after this guy literally is like, okay, so let's go to ties. Let's just walk over to ties and get a drink. I'm like, okay. So on the walk over to ties, which is a gay bar in the West village, mm-hmm. he's like, I just want you to know that I get really jealous really easily. And I was like, okay. And he's like, yeah. So if a guy comes up to you and starts flirting with you, I'm going to come wrap my arms around you and be like, Oh, who are you talking to babe? And meanwhile, we're walking to this daddy bar that I've slept with like half the bar. So I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like, this is a test and I don't like that shit. And so we get there and it was just really awkward and we had one drink and I just didn't like say hey to anyone that I knew. And I was just like, we should go. And I haven't like talked to him since because I'm like, yeah, you're hot. But like, what the fuck was that? And like, I just I don't like that. I don't like jealousy. I just feel like when it comes to that, like, uh. I guess I just I prefer open relationships and and I want to be polyamorous. So it's like um, I don't really I have a lot of love to give. And I feel like, you know, I was in a three year relationship over the last four years before I left North Carolina. And um, 
there was a lot of jealousy in that relationship, even like over very small things. And um, yeah, like we never really had sex and it was like, I wanted to sleep around because I'm like 20 years old. Like, and it's just, yeah, I, I just hate jealousy. I think that it, it leads to so many problems in relationships. And I feel like I'm a very like open person where I'm like, oh, you want to have sex with our friend? Like, go do it. Like, I don't care. I, I want my partner to be happy in all the ways. And I know that I can't sexually provide like, like every single thing that my partner would want. Um, so I'm like, yeah, like go, go do your thing, go have fun. And, um, I kind of like look for people that are not so jealous. I think Mm. some jealousy is good though. Like, I mean, if you're sitting here paying more attention to someone outside of your relationship than the person in your relationship, then yeah, I mean, I would get, I would get mad, but that's why you set boundaries and you make rules and stuff. So, so your flag segues nicely into mine, which is, I think yours is a bullet point in a broader umbrella that I'm going to say, because I think they're related. Mine's the umbrella of um, insecurity. Right. Uh, insecurity, clinginess, neediness, that like, sort of you can tend to sometimes smell the desperation on someone. Yeah. Um, so for me, so I have a lot of thoughts about your jealousy thing because I, I, I agree with you that jealousy is, is a bad thing most of the time, but that a, a little amount of jealousy. So I am not someone whom in the early days of a, in early days of a relationship, I want you to just pay attention to me. Mm-hmm. I don't want you paying attention to other people, but I would never like this guy, this guy who's like on a first fucking date being like, Oh, let's take you to a bar. And by the way, if anybody comes up to you and put your arms, like that's like the fuck, like that's weird. Uh, um, um, yeah. that's, that's extreme insecurity. Right. Um, but, but I am definitely like, I will tell you, I would never say that to you and I would never take you to a bar on a test, but I would be someone if we were on a date and someone came up and flirted with you, like I would come up and join the conversation and I'd just like be like, oh, hey, yeah, we're on a date. Mm-hmm. Like, like, <laughs> like I would just make it known that like, you know, yeah, yeah no, he's here with me. So like we're it's, done. But um, yeah. I wouldn't like, I wouldn't like, I don't know. I wouldn't unhinge my jaw and swallow the person, you know. I, I wonder what was say, there. like a gay bar is just not like, why are you, why are we going on a, to a gay bar on a date? Especially Steve. to a place where, like, we probably have slept with some of those people. I'm like, like what is this? Is a whole ass test. I'm- I love a gay bar on a date because if I want to make out with you for a while and we're not back at our, and we're not going, because that way I can make out with you without taking you home and then sleeping with you too soon. So I like a gay bar on a date. Oh, okay. Just so it's like a, the it's freedom a safe to space kiss. to make out with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for yeah. sure. For sure. Um, so, so insecurity, neediness, um, you know, I am someone whom the more you cling to me, the more I want to step away. Mm. Um, um, and I say that as someone who has been insecure in relationships. So I've been the other person and I get it. I yeah. get and I, I empathize with that person. Yeah. And I, I try to give them a benefit of the doubt of like, okay, well, let me give you something that will make you feel secure. Mm-hmm. If it sticks, great. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't stick, I'm like, oh, this is per- this is someone I'm going to have to constantly reassure. Yeah. And that is not something that I, I can't. That's a, that's a full-time job. And too much stress on a relationship. And it it actually it lessens my sexual attractiveness, attractiveness to you because mm-hmm. – it's like I don't. No one wants to fuck a sad puppy. No. Like, you know, like I. It 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 just ruins everything. Yeah. Uh, and and I say that kindly as someone who has been the insecure person in relationships before, whom if I could look back, I'd be like, oh, I wouldn't have wanted to date me. Yeah. You know. So I say that having been there. But these days, I I, I keep an eye out for it. What do you keep an eye out for, JJ? Um, I okay. It's. I, it's sort of unfair, my red flag maybe, because I think sometimes maybe there's a time and a place for some of this. But like I was thinking about uh, whenever someone is playing the game, like they're like, oh, I'm going to wait two days to text. I'm going to like do this. Like I think that's a red flag whenever you're not just presenting yourself and instead you're trying to like be strategic about everything. Interesting. I have thoughts on this. Bryce, do you have any rules? Do you have any rules? Um like in a relationship well like like you're in the dating and it's like okay well you know i wait a day before yeah. i text him or like i don't have sex until the this date like do you have any like like protocols um i i do have kind of a rule in that like uh like with with my last ex i made him wait a whole year before we made anything official because i wanted us to date and get to know each other before we like quote unquote put a ring on it but i definitely like i feel like i'm a person that dates to marry so I take it very seriously, and that's why I like to take the, like the long road. 
um, and take things slow. Despite my musical representation of what I do, I don't want to get right into fucking right away. So, Oh, everybody thinks because I'm super sexual and the music – as a person, one. And two, if the music is super sexual, that I am this like yeah. pass around party bottom and I'm not. Well, it's like – you know, It's a piece of me that I like to express creatively. Yeah. And it's a piece of a power that I like to tap into. But – like, it, it's funny. I bet you have this too, Bryce, but man, do people at bars think they can just put their hands on me because of what I'm singing about? Mm. I'm like, I have one rule. Don't touch me unless you're inside me. Mm-hmm. This, this, I'm just going to say something real quick. That, and then, and like, there's no tea, no shade at this guy at all because he's a really nice guy. But this guy from that found my new Twitter, he came to the show on Thursday. And the first thing he asked me what, when he got there and saw me was, yeah, can I smell your pits? And I'm like, ah. No, there's this guy I like here. I'm good. <laughs> like, sure. Uh, but like, that's totally like, I definitely like encourage that in my show too. Unfortunately, I guess I have to stop doing that. I'm like, oh, you want to touch me after the show? Do it. But it's because I really want people to like connect with what I'm saying and not think that I'm just like rapping right. to rap. Right. Like I'm, I'm there to have fun and there to like make people turned on. Like that's totally my goal. Right. It feels like it's part of the art, too. Right. At least in the way that you're talking about it right now, it sounds like it's... And a- at least the person asked and, and didn't it, just right. do it. Oh, my God. Definitely a difference, for sure. Um, um, my rule... So, it's funny that you say that, JJ, yeah. because I've actually started... Based on a previous conversation we had, I think, on the podcast maybe a couple weeks ago, um, I... I'm thinking I might have to start instituting some rules because I think by being too sexual too fast with people, things are burning hot and burning out. Oh, I see. This, like, like we meet... And because I, I like you, you know, I, I just like go with the energy. Yeah. And and we met several times. This happened. Met super connected date. Things are going extremely well. Drinks, 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 drinks. Make out on the street, holding hands. Can't wait to see you again. And then between date one and whenever date two is supposed to be, yeah. there's some sexy texting. And then suddenly they're like, on second thought, no thanks. Can I? S- and they never talk to me again. Yes. So I'm almost thinking like I might need a rule of like, nah. Hold up. For whatever, Not until we've, we've gone out three or four times. Sure. For whatever reason for me, I think this is why I have an aversion to uh, formula. Mm. Uh, because I think formula, it invites expectation because you're hoping to create something specific. Sure. I, I see that. But I think I'm wondering just like human psychology, like do we need a framework? Like is there a step – is there a, a – more successful way to form an attachment. Ah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the answer right, to that question. Right, right, right. Like, I don't People know. are thinking about it though. Every, I mean, really like we're doing the experiments too. Like we're trying to figure it out for ourselves. Um, but yeah, I don't know. For whatever reason, I just like have an aversion to, yeah. I feel that. Formula. I don't play games. Yeah. I ain't here to play oh, no I f- games. I, and I hate it whenever it does feel like a game where it's like, I don't know, like if I make the wrong move, then in, in, in I'm jeopardizing something. Like that's right. so annoying to put pressure on when I text somebody. Like, fuck off. Anyway. Right. Uh, I Bryce, definitely what? like, um, I kind of agree with uh, that in that like, it is kind of difficult to make rules in a formula. I just, um, I personally like, I don't necessarily keep information from people, but I definitely uh, I prefer to take things slow just because like, I, I do have a mental health disorder and it's it's borderline personality disorder. And that makes dating like, really really difficult i'm a difficult bitch to date and so like it's not even like i'm like oh i'm trying to be difficult it's unintentional and i get very emotional very quickly at like the top of the hat so um it makes it hard for me to interpret my emotions and so i do end up catching feelings very quickly for a lot of people and it's uh it's why i have to take things slow for my own safety and uh, um I think we should definitely take things person by person. I think uh, there's not an exact formula. I just think it's how you communicate and uh, interact with the people you're going out with. So is that the red flag about yourself? Oh, the red? Well, I wouldn't say my personality disorder is my red flag. I think that it is low-key one of them. I've had people tell me I'm not going to date you because of that, and that's fine. Mm. Um, But I think my red flag is like I'm, I'm not the best at like communicating sometimes. Like I don't... I don't text back right away. And sometimes I'm short if I'm really busy. And um, I think like, like sometimes I even forget the text back and like, it's not, it's unintentional. It's not like, I'm like, Oh, I don't like you. But that type of context via text definitely gives off like, Oh, I'm not interested vibes. And 
Um, I do have a bad habit of doing that to like everyone in my life, including my friends, my chosen family, the people that I go on dates with. Like I, that is my big red flag is I'm, I'm sometimes just not the best at communicating because I'm just like going a million miles a minute every day. JJ, can you relate to that? Yeah. I mean, I've kind of, Bryce, everything that you've been talking about, I've been nodding along to hard. Even I moved to New York after leaving a long-term relationship in North Carolina. Like there's so many like interesting parallels there too. So JJ, JJ, as I often joke, I have to send a pigeon. I have to send ravens into the sky to find him sometimes. Um, (laughs) But uh, so I I understand now my experience and what, because I'm a, there are no red bubbles anywhere on my phone like every email is responded to and oh. opened and read every message is responded to that day bubbles. notification there's none and it's because i grew i in my 20s i worked at corporate law firms where the rule was every email is responded to within eight minute intervals or you are fired yeah wow nope that's it no so that's just i'm trained i'm yeah. trained to like check things respond to things be responsive no. we'll do gotcha and we'll I'm, do it like I've so i'm just i've just been through the war <laughs> right that brings me to like i've mentioned to you that i'll read a text message and then think oh i could come up with a really like the right way to respond to this and then i'll think about it and then i'll do a butterfly yes i will chase a goddamn <laughs> rabbit and then get, i'll forget to like respond entirely right that's how it goes. So red flag about me is, and I'll have to explain it. I don't care about your friends. I don't care about your friends. All right, go I mean, in. I, there are people who, and because I, I used to do it, and it's, I don't want to be best friends with your friends. Mm-hmm. 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 I don't want to be best friends with your friends. They're sure. your friends. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be like perfectly nice and funny and entertaining and engaging. And I want like, they'll, I don't want them. I don't care if they like me or not, but they'll, they will like me because I'll be a nice person and kind or whatever. Right. But like. I and I'm also not going to do that with your family. Like some people really want their partner to Ooh. be like texting with their mom separately. Right. I don't want to do that. I like a boundary. They're your maybe when we're married and we've been together for ten years. Me. Let me. it. Yeah. And that's a big maybe. That yeah. hits home for me because I in my last relationship from North Carolina, like my ex, and I don't even care if this airs, but. Um, there's a lot of pain there because like my ex is like really close. He's closer to my mom than I am. And he's closer to my sister. And my, when I broke up with him, um, I like told my family, like I gave them an ultimatum pretty much. And I was like, you know, like if you love me, then you won't talk to him or his family. And it's because of this, 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 and this, I'm not going to go into those details, but Hmm. you know, they chose him. And it, it really like to this day, they're still like liking his posts on Facebook and heart reacting his posts on Facebook that he's talking shit about me. And so the, that was a mistake on my part to bring him to my family okay. because uh, now wow. like, I don't even want to talk to my family because of that. It's, so. it's not a mistake on your part, Bryce. It, your family needs a fucking kick in the ass. Yeah. That's fucked up. I well, I mean, my mom definitely liked one of my boyfriends more than me, for sure. And <sighs> like, was like, she was more upset that we broke up than I was. Right. Yeah. And then convinced us to get back together because she missed him. Yeah. My family has a beach house, and he's been to their beach house more than I have. <laughs> Oof, that's fucking. I've never. Wrong. Yeah, I. I'm like, sorry. I'm like wrapping my head around it because it's it's, so fucked up. Yeah. Holy shit. What's uh, JJ? What's your to close this out? What's your red flag about your? So? Yeah. yeah. Um, my God. I thought, like, because sometimes we're funny and sometimes we're poignant. And uh-huh. sometimes I think of a funny one. Uh-huh. I feel like a dick right now. Uh-oh. <laughs> I was just going to say that I have never sorted my laundry in my life. And I don't do laundry that well. Like, it's just, I don't know. That's not a good red flag. Sorry, Dude. y'all. Laundry. You just Dude. don't like to fold, you know? You know, you don't fold on anybody. You know what I'm saying? You know? Or or you're very sensitive towards um, racial politics and integration. You will not separate your whites from your color. Exactly. <laughs> it's my soapbox moment. <laughs> my my um, Tide detergent soapbox moment. Um, but I, uh, it's just also, I don't know. I've, it's, I've messed up clothing. I've ruined wool clothing because I've dried it. I've also like... I've never taken anything to the dry cleaner because I'm like, please just work in the wash. And I, (laughs) (laughs) 
just a Tide please, pen and a please, prayer. Please, please, please. <laughs> I don't want to take it to dry cleaning. And, oh, um, wow. I think that might be a red flag for someone. So, I, yeah. That's funny. That's Well, thank you for, for segueing us out of out of the darkness. And, I mean, and ending on the light. I love the poignancy. I right. love when we get real. So, Bryce, if someone would like to join your polypod and isn't turned off by your red flags, where can they find you? You can find me at Real Bryce Quartz, R-E-A-L-B-R-Y-C-E-Q-U-A-R-T-Z on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to see me naked, go to at M-R-L-I-L-C-U-B on Twitter. Um, and yeah, I, I would prefer you hit me up on my main Twitter, though. Like, don't come in my inbox being like, oh, my God, I want to date you. Like, let's fuck. Like, no, like, just tell me I'm cute and pretty and that you like my music. <laughs> And maybe we'll start talking. And be in New York. Please be in New York City because, oh my God. Essential. Essential. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Bryce. And we will be right back after this break to either leave you with love and light or pick a fight. Thank you, Bryce. Thank you. All right, so we'll start with the fight because if one of us has a fight and one of us has light, you always start with the fight so we can end happy. I'm going to pick a fight with uh, people, creatives at beginning stages of their careers or at like low levels of their careers who can't, like, who refuse to do a reality check. Oh, man. I am, however, okay, I, I am fully... Like, I do believe you have to drink your own Kool-Aid. I do believe you have to have yeah. some level of, like, um, fearless self-delusion mm-hmm. in order to, like, make yourself available and, like, really put yourself at risk in, like, doing this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I do believe that there's value in that. Yeah. However, I came up with a circumstance recently. You know, I'm booking all these new live shows. I'm 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 producing them. So trying to find a lineup. And it's, it's meant to showcase independent, original LGBTQ musicians doing their own work. Um, usually not bands, but like people who do like produced backing track stuff. They maybe they have some backing dancers, you know, like yeah. that level, that kind Super of indie. thing, mm-hmm. and like give them a showcase to to perform mm-hmm. at like gay spaces mm-hmm. because until recently it's just been and and I love this, but drag 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 drag. Right. It's not drag. We don't want it. Yeah. So I'm trying to carve out a circuit for for those kind of acts, and okay. it's working. And sometimes you go to an artist who has as much or, or is as little or fewer Instagram followers as I do, mm-hmm. as little or fewer streams on streaming things as I do. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, my minimum fee is blank. Sure. Girl, no one who knows the fuck you are, um, you don't deserve a minimum fee. Yeah. And I say that as someone who himself does not deserve a minimum fee. I would never ask for a minimum fee for anybody. The, yeah. Unless you were paying me to come do a thing with like dancers, and I was like, if I'm gonna do this, if if it's something I didn't really want to do, and was like, listen, I would do it, but you got to cover my dancers because I don't want to be out of pocket for this. I think that's kind of, I mean, it's a fair ask, but you have to understand when they're like, no, you're no one, you're not bringing anybody to this thing, mm-hmm. and I say that with like kindness, like you're no one yet, right? Yeah, yeah, of course, maybe, right? If you do. 400 of these kind of gigs and like get people to be interested in you and like come to the next thing so then you, you can prove that you have value wait, to a producer have you checked, and then they do pay your minimum fee you, you've actually like told people like hey by the way this is actually you know do you do the reality check no because it's a reality exact, check yeah. from Jack Tracy uh, yikes Right. Yeah. So I wield a lot of power in my words so I just kind of go and usually this is also online so I just do a uh-huh. Okay. Well, I guess this isn't well, this isn't going to work out. Um, yeah. Best of luck. Right. And then I make a note, never hire this person. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, listen, we're all special snowflakes. We're all, you know, we all have art and vision. Also, this music, the- music video guy who's like, we got to get the promo out because, oh, God, you know, we got to get this. Done. It's like, girl, no one waiting for your song. Right. No one waiting for my song. Right. No one waiting for any of our songs. Yeah. Like, so it's a reality check. Like... It's a reality check. I... It's fine. It's all It's all good. Right. This song that you're about to release in, and maybe, oh God, maybe it strikes gold and I'm, and I'm, I'm totally wrong and he's right. now an amazing star next week. I hope that for you. Exactly. But the more likely circumstances, you're going to have to do 500 more of these songs mm-hmm. and play at every fucking, you know, gas station you possibly can mm-hmm. to get to a point where maybe you break even. Yeah. Like, 
That's the reality. Right. And and someone else that I talked to when I was I was complaining with them because they do they do they actually probably do have a little bit of a following and should maybe start asking for fees. Like, but they're only just really at that point from what I can see, having done gigs with them. Yeah. Um I told him about this. I was like, well, this guy is like asking for a fucking minimum fee and, and like I've been to his shows where five people show up. Like he doesn't serve a minimum fee. And this guy said to me, mm-hmm. and I nearly lost my fucking mind. Mm-hmm. Well, I think producers should always go out of pocket for artists because right. uh, you, they just need to be supporting the artists and it doesn't matter. They, they just need to give their money to the artists. And I'm like, I'm not a fucking charity. No, and you know, it's a job still, right? It's a job. Yeah. And the, like I'm doing a lot of work here, and I'm not asking to make a shit time. I'm just asking to break even. You're like treating it. It's like it's like they think you're a landlord. Yeah. Like it's passive income. But also, well, and some passive income. But also, sometimes landlords that's their sole revenue source. Sometimes, right. but even even just just the idea that you think your non-famous ass is deserving me to, like, it's so insulting. Like, oh, should I just hand over my paycheck to you because you like to sing? Hmm. I'm sorry. How many people are you bring into my event? None. So it's, a, and I, I think I do the best deal because yeah. most people are like, it's a bringer. Right. So you got to bring five people and or it's for experience and exposure. No, I do what I think is fair, which is a pro rata, equal equity, equal revenue split. Right. There are four people. It's 20%, 20%, 20%, 20%, 10% goes to me for producing. The other 10% either goes to the dancers or um, if there are pop-up acts, they split that. Mm-hmm. We just split the pot. Yeah. Because none of us right. are at any level to be demanding any minimum fee because we're not providing any value. And no one, well, it's partly that no one talks about that. Like, I've never heard anyone do the breakdown. You know what I mean? Like, right. I've never heard anyone talk about, like, well, you know, what's the most egalitarian way to, like, do this? That's the way that I've solved it. People have other ideas. Sure. Please tell me. Yeah, yeah, totally. But the fact that, like, we, I don't, like, there's not, like, a set standard because there is so much history of exploitation of artists. The set standard is hold your hand out and maybe get some tips. Right. That's the set standard. Right, right, right. And it's, you know, um, it's a reality check for people. It's I was like, while you're talking, I'm like, well, I guess we have all the Oscar speeches to blame. You know, all the all right. things where like, if you're like, just follow your dream and believe in yourself and forget the haters. If a hundred people in the room don't believe you, blah, 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 blah. But, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sorry. You don't deserve a minimum fee if you're not bringing people to the show. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. And your friends don't count. Oops. If you don't have fans, you just, you, 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 you do it for free, mm-hmm. which is annoying, or, or tips, right. or... I, it, what was, was insulting to me was that it was like, I think I'm going out of my way to be extraordinarily generous and you're telling me I should just hand over money to you? Yeah. Like, go fuck yourself. And here's like, okay, so this is a, an extraordinarily privileged thing that I thought of and I recognize that as I think it. So I want to preface with that. But I was also thinking like, do you actually want to do this if it's like the money is what's going to keep you from doing it? Right. But of course, there's some people who need, you know, st- like... Right. It's ego. It's... And I've done work for free because I wanted to do it and uh-huh. stuff, but that's such a lucky thing that yeah. I'm in a position that I'm able to do that and not yeah. worry, you know? And some people, their time is not as affordable for that kind of thing. Yeah. And even some of these people who are like, well, you know, I, you know, I've been doing this for X amount of years and people respect me. It's like, okay, sure. How many butts are in seats? How many butts are buying tickets because of you? Right. That's your value. That's the value for a producer. That's your value. Right. If the answer is zero, then and you want minimum fees, yeah. you need to go out there and do that work to get a crowd of people who are going to come and pay money to see you, God. not like you on Instagram, not gas you up, not pull you, you know, at the gay bar and be like, oh my God, you're so good. No. Right. How many people part with their money for you? And it's that's your value. Right. And I mean, like the ugh, God, my like anti-capitalist artsy, fartsy, expressive brain right. is like, your art is you. It doesn't matter what anyone thinks. Da 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 da. But at the end of the day, if you're trying to, you know in an audience right. there's other things right. to consider anyway. it is also a business yes. anyway that's Have a my love and light. yes my love and light is for Nick Perlman okay Nick Perlman is a renaissance man quite honestly he is a visual artist painting gorgeous paintings uh, musician writer that I've gotten to work with uh, that I just am I adore and I can't wait to continue to work with Nick because uh, he wrote a very beautiful poignant screenplay that I've kind of participated in table reads and in making like a sizzle reel uh, 
I'll link him. I don't know that it's not at like a point where we're like promoting the project yet, of course, mm -hmm. but it's uh, just something that I believe in and would be happy to show up for because he's just like a solid dude. And then, you know, also like the art's good, you know, whenever yeah. all the boxes are getting checked, like, oh, I, you know, I get yeah, yeah, yeah. why you're doing this and you're doing it really, really well. Oh. And um, yeah, no, I'm, and I, we, we just did a table read for this project and I don't know, it's, like we were just talking about, I would do that for free because it gave me so much like energy right. and it gave right. me so much like collaboration and it felt like building something and making something. And it's all the stuff that I feel like I would pay people to get the chance to do, mm -hmm. you know, like that's why I love what I do. And sometimes when I get paid, I'm like, how am I this lucky? Like, that's crazy that I get to pay like to pretend and have fun. Um, but yeah, Nick, uh, love you. Thank you so much. Well, if you would like us to get paid for having fun, you can help us uh, grow our audience so that we can actually get a new sponsor. Yes, and by please. doing that, you are going to share this with your friends. You're going to click like. You're going to click subscribe. You are going to drop a comment. All of that engagement really helps us. Please help us, please. Uh, you can also interact with us on our Instagram at, at Dying Alone Podcast. You can find me at, at Jack Tracy Official. And me at JJ Bozeman. Dying Alone Together is brought to you by Necessary Outlet Productions. You can find more from Necessary Outlet at www.necessaryoutlet.com or on the Necessary Outlet YouTube page. Do not forget to like and subscribe. Thank you.